0: Hi, everyone. Chris be here, pastor of Way of Life. Really humbled and blessed that you have taken the time to give us the privilege of bringing the Word of God to you. I believe the message that I'm about to share with you could be something that could positively change your life forever. I do believe that one Word from God can change your life forever. So open your heart. Receive what the Word of God has to say. And at the conclusion of the message, I want to come back and pray with you. when Jesus touched me, everything changed. And I'm grateful for it. All right, you got a Bible today? Say amen. Amen. I love you all so very, very, very much. The book of Acts chapter 1. Today I want to preach and share and speak a little bit about the King of Pentecost. The King of Pentecost. There's a president in this nation. We've had a president in our nation ever since its founding. There are governors in our states. There are mayors in our cities. But today I want to talk about a sovereign king. I want to talk about the reason for Pentecost from the perspective of our sovereign king. How many of you have an idea who that king may be? Because we talk so much about the kingdom of God, which was the obsession of the king of which I speak today. Because he talked about it all the time. The kingdom of heaven is like this. The kingdom of God is like that. He was trying to show us that there is a kingdom that's more than just church. More than just churchianity. Gosh, I love the church. I love what we are called to be. I love who we are in Christ. But the ways of the kingdom when the church operates in them is the church operating at at its highest its highest level. And to and to not give way to the ways of the kingdom is to, is to dishonor the king who gives us the kingdom and its keys. And that king is Jesus Christ. And Christ is not his last name. Christ acknowledges that he is the anointed one, the Messiah, who carries an anointing that he passes on to his body of which he is the head. <laughs> Turn to someone and smile say, so I got my head on straight because Jesus is the head of my life. He's the head of my life. All right. The king of Pentecost. I'm reading from the Passion Translation, beginning with verse 1. To Theophilus, the lover of God. I write to you again, my dear friend, to give you further details about the life of our Lord Jesus and of all the things that he did and taught. Notice he taught. He instructed. He literally commanded. Jesus did give commandments. He taught things with the expectation that we would follow through on what He didn't just suggest, but taught and directly shared with us. Verse 2, just before He ascended into heaven, Jesus left instructions. There we go. Through the Holy Spirit for the apostles He had chosen. After the sufferings of His cross, Jesus appeared alive many times, at least 11 times that we're aware of to His disciples, to these same apostles for over a 40-day period, proving to them with many convincing signs that He had been resurrected. During these encounters, He taught them the truths of God's kingdom. Notice that. Jesus instructed them, Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift I told you about, the gift the Father has promised. For John baptized you in water, but in a few days from now, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Every time they were gathered together, they asked Jesus, Lord, is it now the time for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He answered, The Father is the one who sets the fixed dates and the times of their fulfillment. You are not permitted to know the timing of all that. He has prepared by his own authority but I promise you this the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be seized with power and it also let me let me let me give you a little addendum there and you will seize power too that's literally what it means you will be seized by power but you will also seize power if you don't seize what has seized you then you then you you waste the reason why you were seized you see Oh, don't ask me to say that again. That was real good. Better than you, Amen. Now, <laughs> where, where, where where were I before I digress? There, yeah. Seized with power, you will be my messengers to Jerusalem, throughout Judea, the distant provinces providences are not providences but provinces, even to the remotest places of the earth. Right after Jesus spoke those words, the disciples saw him being lifted into the sky and disappearing into a cloud. And as they stared into the sky watching Jesus ascend, two men in white robes, angels, suddenly appeared beside them. They told the startled disciples and Galileans, Why are you staring up into the sky? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but he will come back in the same way that you saw him ascend. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord. Who? All those who obeyed his instruction. Over 500 knew to be in this gathering. 120 people stayed with it and were ready to receive what was about to happen. This goes to show Not everybody that gets the invitation will follow through. But for those who take the invitation of God and value it, pursue it and give place to it, you'll never regret it. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. This was such a necessary moment in day. As of a rushing mighty wind, then it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues, cloven tongues, as of fire. And one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, understand, every one of those in the upper room were believers. There were no unsaved people in that gathering. They were all believers. Now, they would be used to touch the unsaved world. Let's talk today about the king of Pentecost. Father, thank you. Thank you for this atmosphere. Thank you for this house. Thank you for this place. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, set fresh fire, new fire, necessary fire, whatever's needed today in this atmosphere, wherever this word goes to the various opportunities and tools we have to help bring your truth. Use it for your honor and glory and we give you all the honor and praise in Jesus' name. Now listen to me. Pentecost was the second great festival of the Jewish year. It was a celebration of harvest. Say harvest. It was a celebration of harvest when the first fruits, the first harvested crop of produce, or produce better said, of the grain harvest were presented as offerings to God. In a similar way, Pentecost symbolizes for the church the beginning of God's spiritual harvest of souls in the world, meaning people coming to know Him personally. Everyone say relationship with Him. The events during this particular Pentecost celebration marked a dividing line between the Holy Spirit's occasional presence and temporary empowerment on certain individuals as was seen in the Old Testament and His continual presence that would come now and be sustained as a sustained empowerment now available to all God's people in this new day, this new season. All the other Pentecost or Feast of Weeks or Feast of the Harvest call three different things, all those had been directly related exclusively to the Jewish faith, the Jewish belief. But now on Pentecost, this would be the birthing day of the New Testament church. This would be the day where the church age, if you'll let me use those terms, the church age would begin. And the end time outpouring of the Holy Spirit would begin on the day of Pentecost. You need to to understand something. This end time outpouring has continued to build and continued to escalate in the places on this earth where people have been hungry. It was Jesus Himself that said in the Sermon on the Mount, those who do hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. All over this earth since that day, Pentecost literally means 50th, 50 days after Passover, a month and a half thereabout after the Passover feast is celebrated. Now Jesus has gone back to heaven and He has sent, the promise that he declared he would send to his church. He wasn't just coming down here to show us how to do it and say, I taught you. I hope you were taking notes. I hope you paid attention in class. I hope you didn't have your head stuck in places It seemed like you did. I hope you got it because I'm trusting the whole thing with you and just you. No, 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 no. Our God is way wiser than that. Our God is way smarter than that. He loves us, but He doesn't trust us with the kingdom without the power of the Holy Ghost. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this room today. Amen. And I'm grateful for that because I can't even imagine being a passionate Christian without the fullness of the Holy Ghost. I can't even imagine being in the ministry without the fullness of the power of the Holy Ghost. And without this unique day where God poured out of His Spirit in this amazing way, the things that we taste of and experience today would have never happened. Do you understand me? This was the beginning stage. The reason why God gathered those people together into an upper room in Jerusalem it's not so that they would stay there and be a secretive cult and hide behind walls. For we are not an occult, But to blow them out of the upper room to my friends of ignorance that don't know any better, we're not about spiders and we're not about snakes and we're not about handling them. We're not about chasing demons and trying to pick a fight. They are no match for the Holy Ghost that's in us. And we can invoke the name of Jesus and show them the exit. But this is about life-changing power that saves, delivers, feels, heals, develops, grows, increases, and never becomes non-necessary in the life of somebody who's born again. The king of Pentecost is Jesus. Could not be of the devil. If Jesus is the king of Pentecost, this can only be of heaven. John the Baptist, the first Baptist preacher, one of my favorites, really my favorite Baptist preacher, and I have a lot of Baptist preachers that I love very much and enjoy listening to, but John the Baptist was the first And he was a baptist, so he practiced what he preached. He said, there's one coming after me who's mightier than I. His shoe latches, I'm not even worthy to untie or unloose. When he comes, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Who was John talking about? He was talking about the king. He was talking about the king, the king, the king, the king of the kingdom. The king of the kingdom is not a man that will be voted in and voted out. The king, the king of the kingdom is a king that loved the plan of the kingdom so much that he lived, he taught, he gave, he preached, he healed, he delivered, he demonstrated, he fleshed it out, he walked out everything that was necessary, and then he one-upped every other king that's ever lived on the planet because the other kings were, were, were kings that were acknowledged and promoted by man in some way. But he died, and then he set captives free that had come before him and gave them a chance to acknowledge him as the king. And then he did something that really puts a whole lot of exclamation points on it. He came forth resurrected out of a tomb. Oh, you ought to praise him. I know you're nodding with me. You're in it. You ought to put your hands together right there. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Came out of the tomb alive forevermore as not the lowly Galilean, as not the one who you can put your hands on him any way you want to. From here on out, uh, you better watch how you try to put your hands on him. Because he was the Lamb of God. He was the Lamb of God. The Lamb of glory. He laid down his life. He suffered. He took everything. He took the brutality. He took the curse of sin. He took the curse of the law. He took all that mess and brought it on him. And he nailed it to the cross. And he died over it. Hallelujah. But he came forth in resurrection and splendor. And now he's the king of who I am. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When Martha, excuse me, Mary, Mary, who he revealed himself to after the resurrection. Sorry, dudes. I understand the scripture about women needing to be silent in the church, but that's not talking about preaching and teaching. That's talking about uneducation and literacy, interrupting services and things of that nature. It's talking about other things. I feel sorry for religious people sometimes. They miss out on a lot of blessings. Because the king revealed himself to a woman after the resurrection because he knew she'd believe it. Oh, y'all to help me preach in here today. I wish you'd shout amen. And she went back and told all the disciples. But she went to touch him. He said, no, no, don't touch me yet, Mary. Don't Don't touch me now. I'm not yet ascended to my father. I was touchable in a different kind of way. But now, I've, 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 I've walked through that stage. I've done those things. I'll always be accessible to you in different kind of ways. But now I'm going to be accessible to you by the one I'm sending. <laughs> and Jesus took what? Woo, three chapters in the Gospel of John. And he talked to us about the comforter. John 14 and 15 and 16. He talked about I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to come to you. And I'm going to come to you not in this way. I'm going to come to you because I'm going to get inside of you. Hallelujah. I've been with you. You've been able to hang out with me. You've seen me laugh. You've seen me upset. You've seen me. You've seen me pray. You've seen me fast. You've seen me cast out devils. You've seen me raise the dead. But now you're going to see me because I'm going to look through your eyes because you're going to give me your eyes. You're going to give me your heart. I am preaching up a Holy Ghost storm in this place. You're going to give me your hands. You're going to give me everything about you, and I'm going to use you, and you're going to have help. That word comforter means helper, one called alongside to help. I'm just telling you, that's what the Holy Ghost does. He helps. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Our King has provided us with the abundance of help. You need to shut your ear to the voice of false teachers and false prophets and people that are. They got a revelation in some areas, but they're blinded as a bat and ignorant as dirt when it comes to the Word of God about the fullness of the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, before there were modern denominations, before there were the things we understand and know now, God poured out of His Spirit. Spirit that day and the promise that the king of Pentecost gave began to flow in the lives of people. And if, hey, you know what the thing that just really gets on my nerves, this shows you how about some people are just as shallow as a dried up creek. If, it, if, if the tongues part would have been left off, that would have been hunky-dory. But we're such control freaks that we think we have to have our hand on the steering wheel of everything. I wonder if we got anybody honest in this room that when you were controlling your tongue by yourself, shum, you all but drove yourself in the ground. Are you hearing me? But this, you see, the people hung up on the tongues thing because they, they hung up in their heart. They hung up by bad teaching. By bad, incomplete teaching. So that's what frustrates me. You can have light in so many areas. But you can when you bind to incomplete teaching and you become a form of godliness that you think in your arrogance and your pride that you're smart enough or religious enough to do this stuff in the arm of the flesh. Jesus didn't do it in the arm of the flesh. Jesus didn't love, He didn't teach, He didn't preach, He didn't heal, He didn't cast out devils, He didn't turn water into wine, He didn't forgive sinners in the arm of the flesh. He did it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you remember what Peter and John said at the beautiful gate, such as I have, give I thee? Well, let me tell you something. Jesus didn't give what He didn't have. He couldn't, we, we'll never say, well, he told us about all this stuff, but he himself never walked in it. He walked in all of it, flowed in all the gifts of the Spirit, operated in all of them. I mean, he operated in things, did things that we don't even have account of, and we have account of a lot in the Gospels. It's awesome. Man, this is good. And the reason why it's good is you need to be practicing this in your life. I I would say to you, the reason why people fall away is an absence of yieldedness to the Holy Ghost. People quit church because of an absence of the yieldedness to the Holy Ghost. People give up on things they ought to hold on to because of the absence of the presence of the Holy Ghost. People are uncommitted and inconsistent because of the absence of of dependability on the presence of the Holy Ghost. And I think some of the reason is because some people who believe in what I'm preaching today, in this sense, they act like this is a goal. What you do is you get, there's a goal out there now. Every every believer needs to speak with tongues. It's a goal. It's it's a divine goal. You need to get to the goal, and then, well, and they don't really say that, but they don't teach the practicing of the presence of God beyond that moment, and not just yielding your prayer, but yielding your life, heart, your talents, and therefore. What is treated like a goal, which is really not a goal, but a gateway. A king has not led us to a goal that we can erect a statue. When we attain our goals, we start building statues and monuments, and we become more institutionalized than we are a living organism that's making an impact in our moment. I'm not just trying to be deep today but I feel fire in my spirit and, and in my soul. They, they, they were intended and the early church did. They flowed like a living organism. They flowed by the rhythms of God's grace. They gave place to His power because they had a king who was a supreme example. You see, the eternal signs preceding the baptism in the Holy Spirit on this occasion showed that God was present and active in a powerful way. There were many times in the Old Testament, when fire had accompanied God's presence, for you note takers, you might want to write down for your own reference, Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Exodus 13, verse 21. 1 Kings 18, 38 and 39. Evangelist Owensby would just kept on moving, but Pastor Owensby will say it again. That don't make no sense to you. Evangelists in a hurry. Pastors live with you. I want you to get this. Evangelists want you to get it too. They just got a lot to do in a service. Exodus 3, 1 through 6. Exodus 13, 21. 1 Kings 18, 38 and 39. You see, fire among the believers at Pentecost may have brought all the more assurance that this was the presence of God. The fire may also have symbolized how God's people were consecrated, set apart. I didn't say constipated. I said consecrated. bunch of Christians. Say they are anyway. Act constipated. And I don't mean physically. I mean spiritually. Stop. Up, corked, up, tight as a drum. Consecrated. Look at your neighbor and say, Consecrated, not constipated. I mean, you're too spiritual to say that, I understand, but I, I'll say it for you. The fire may have also symbol, symbolized how God's people were purified. Purified. You know what is sobering to me? I'm watching in this hour, and it, man, it puts me in personal evaluation. I'm watching people who have revelation in this area not allow the Holy Spirit to continue to purify them. When a minister falls into immorality, they quit allowing the Holy Spirit to purify them. Well, if you're full of something, you you it can't help but happen. No, oh, your will's always involved. Your your submission is always involved. And you're gonna see in these last days, you're gonna see some. I, I say this, I hate to say it, but you need to hear me say it, so that when you see it, you won't be. A, Devastated to the point it shakes you and you start questioning everyone. You are going to see people in this hour that you never believed would fall away. You're going to see them You're going to see them fall away. It's going to happen. It's not God's will, it's their will. They had to make a decision. They had to make a, make a decision. Are they going to stand? Or are they going to go by the wayside? Will they, will they trust the Holy Spirit to continue the work? Because a lot of people are all about that new stuff. But God's not just about new, He's about endurance, He's about finish, He's about totality. Everyone say, purified. I tell you, man, I need the Holy Ghost to purify me. I'm grateful the day that the King of Pentecost purifies. Now, He doesn't make me do, but He sure will deal with me. I'm grateful that He talks to me about my attitude. Are you? I'm grateful that He deals with me about the way I treat my family. Are you? I'm grateful that He says to me, No, they might do this, but they're not you. They don't have your life they don't have your purpose and they don't have your destiny. Because here's the thing about God. God won't, really won't get into a conversation with you about everyone else. Because he, here's the thing. You have no idea what He may be working on with them. But He will talk to you a whole lot about what He wants to do in you. You ought to celebrate your king today because He's a king like none other. Hmm. After Larry Ragland was here a few weeks ago, I said to myself, oh, so, you ain't going to say no more. I'm in a hurry. I'm, I'm about done. I'm, about, I'm about, about finished. And don't get nervous. That don't mean I'm going to preach forever, but I'm through with that. Just like I'm not going to say that's all I got. I'm through with that. I'm through with that because... And I promise you, I won't preach past the point because past the point is, not even, is, is beyond the reason for the assignment. To the point. What do you mean to the point? I mean to the place where God wants to take us now. If you get to the place where God wants to take you now and you experience what God has now, then you give Him room to put another brick in the wall. Another building stone. He's the chief cornerstone, which goes to show God was Indian. You'll know what ethnicity it was. He's chief cornerstone. He was. It's, it's, it's a joke. But no joke about the brick in the wall, the building in the wall. I'm Indian, so I just thought I'd throw that out there because everybody thinks Jesus is their color. <laughs> I can honestly care less what color Jesus is. I just know he's the color of love that changed my life. <laughs> but I do think it's cool that he's called Chief Cornerstone. Anyhow. Yeah. And I say that by, I don't know if I say that by permission. I think I said out of a warped sense of humor. The first occasion of the baptism in the Holy Spirit is the only time we see tongues of fire mentioned However, we see a whole lot about the prayer language inspired by God, not learned by another person getting in your ear and your head, but by, by God. We, we see that, that happening regularly. But while the visible outside, where everybody in the upper room could see cloven tongues of fire may have not been evident, how many of you are grateful that there is an evidence that the fire is burning in your life? And it's not just because you holler when you praise. It's not just because you, you dance. So my grandson has started doing something new. The other day, when, I, when we, we laid eyes on him um, for the first time in several days, I walked into the room and he went, I thought, Wonderful. Evidence of fire. Are you, uh, that's a little side note. But that's, a, that's, a, that's a happy thing. The, the, the evidence of fire is not just in the way I praise. It's not just in the timber in my voice. It's what's burning in me. It's what's burning out of me. Because God's burning in me. He's lit my world up. Hallelujah. What is it that makes you shine? It's the keeper of the stars. Hallelujah. You've heard me sing it a bunch of times. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the fairest of 10,000. He's the bright and morning star. He's a gale of spices swept from heaven's door. Jesus Christ is the king of Pentecost. And if you want to get closer to Jesus, if you want more of Jesus, if you want all of Jesus, you need to get filled with the Holy Spirit and stay filled with the Holy Spirit Ephesians 5.18 says don't be drunk with wine that's debauchery but be ever filled with the Holy Spirit what does that mean? One major baptism but regular infillings regular infillings regular infillings Ah. you drive that vehicle unless you got a Tesla You've got to pull up to the plug if you don't pull up to the pump. But you drive that thing, you get to a certain spot, the light's going to come on if you have a modern vehicle to some degree. And it's going to say, hey, bro, here's always my interpretation. You got 50 miles. Now, there are some vehicles I've had I knew just exactly how long you could go. Don't ask me how. But you've got X amount of time, and if you go beyond that point, you're going to be on the side of the road. We need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Listen to me, Pentecostals, that you think you're so deep, you think you know so much, and you know so much about everybody else, and you know what's wrong with everybody else, but you can't even remember the last time you prayed in tongues. I'm not fussing at you. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm Daddy fussing at you. But I'm not fussing at you to get you into hell. I'm fussing at you to get the hell out of you. I'm preaching better than you're shouting. I'm fussing at you because you're going to either be driven by a wrong fire or you can be led and equipped and strengthened by a great fire. And this is the part where, man, this is the... Man, I mean, if you just leave that kind of stuff alone. If you leave this stuff alone, we might as well leave it all alone because the Jesus who hung on the cross is the king of Pentecost. Oh, praise him, praise him, praise him. Everyone shout, I want all of him. no, 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 no. I'm hooping. There's always more With God There never quits being more Never quits being more Hey Baptist, There never quits being more Hey Pentecostal I'd rather see your face than look up your nose Pentecostal That's not really Pentecostal trait That's just you're thinking, you so such a much. There's always more. There's more. I want you to know there's more Catholic. There's, there, there's, there's more drug addict. There's, there's more alcoholic. There's more perverted friend. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's more to life than a life with no reason, no purpose, just lust. Just burn, just crave. Just me, just me, just me, just me, just me. Oh, there's so much more to life. Oh, glory to God. Oh, Lord, I'll never forget that night. I was in a church called Linwood Church of God in Birmingham, Alabama, or on the brink of Birmingham. A little community is called Linwood, but you know how it is around the big cities. They got their own name, but they're part of Birmingham. You follow what I'm saying? I'm standing at the altar. The place is packed out. My brother Stanley is on the platform. He has puddles of sweat dripping from his elbows. That place was so hot in there that night that I guess the air conditioner was working, but it was hot. But there was more than just struggling air conditioners that was bringing heat to that place. The presence, the fire, the anointing of God. Why? There was so much expectation, so much expectation, so much desire. We need to remember something in the church that a church that doesn't want much ain't going to have much. The expectation, the hunger, the desire. I learned this a long time ago. And this is one of the reasons why I have a revelation as a preacher that that that, that some preachers need to tell people about. Because some, you know, services and churches are going to be no better than we want it to be. I'm one of us, but it ain't gonna be no more. How hungry are we? How thirsty are we? How much do we want? And if you're passive and, and 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 you know, hit and miss, miss more than you hit, you are not hungry. You are lying to yourself. That's what you're doing. You're lying. I could, I could say it sweeter, but you wouldn't listen to me. Because I'd say it and it'd be funny and you'd giggle and forget about it. But when I call you a lying to yourself, I'll make you think about it. You're welcome. I just do stuff, stuff like that because I'm a nice guy. And I'm willing to say it. You know, I even spit when I said it. I saw, I, saw, I saw spray come out of my mouth as I said it. I'm standing at the base of the altar. My brother's flowing under an anointing that's not of this world. And I was looking at him and I knew, see, I know him as Stanley. But I was looking at the shell of Stanley, but I wasn't looking at the operational system of Stanley. And I knew it. And when you're got when you're blood kin, you know stuff. The Holy Ghost spoke to me something. I thought, slap crazy he said I want you to run around this building now folks that was that's no big deal for you pastor oh you didn't know pastor back then <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't pastor back then I was saved but by that cool? saved I really was saved but I had already kind of set the parameters of what my life was going to be like. I'm standing there, and the Holy Spirit. I'm like, I'd, I'd never heard it. I'd never heard anything. I'd seen people do stuff, but I'd never heard anything like that. Standing would say, hey, Chris, run around the church. Nothing like that. One old sister, little old sister behind me tapped me and said, son, would you run around the church for me? I can't, I can't run like I used to. No, 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 no. nobody telling me. Holy Spirit. I'm thinking, um, why? Uh, and, I was, and then I'm going to get honest. There were some girls in there. I thought, hey, they might not think that's, this is, this is BR days on this before Gina. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> and I thought, besides, man, he's sweating enough for anybody. I, that's just not, that's just not, that's just not, that's not how I roll. And, and so I say, no. How super can you get to tell God no? Well, well, I just don't know if God would tell somebody like that. Question, do you ever know if God's ever told you anything? I, I would submit to say if God's never told you something peculiar to do, I'm not so sure you've ever been willing to listen to God's voice. <laughs> because God transcends logic. It's not that he doesn't use logic, and it's not that he's not bright, because I promise he's smarter than anybody who thinks they are. I know how the story works out. I'm so excited I can't hardly tell it. I got a brother. I had a brother. He he tell a joke. He can't tell a joke without laughing. I think, Jerome, would you shut up laughing and tell the daggum joke, man? I'm I know it's gonna be good. You're enjoying it so much well I know the end of this story so I'm acting like my brother Jerome on this but it ain't no joke but the Lord is gracious and he he said well would you at least walk for me no he didn't say that (laughs) because God won't let down I felt a squeeze on the inside you need to run what good is it going to do for me I, I got no problem with other people doing it. But they is they and me is me. This is not my style. I didn't even have a style. But I thought I did. I mean, I did. Hey, I had a hot paint jacket on. I did. I had Kelly Green slacks. I had a knit tie. I looked like Don Johnson, baby. I had some of them Don Johnson shoes. Owens be vice, and if you don't believe it, just watch me because I acted like a vice. I said, Lord, what? And I said, No, 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 no. A few moments later, run around the building. I understand that if you ran around, in just any service or just any church that you would be escorted out and arrested. I mean, dead church is much more than. Don't breathe too quick. I'm serious. I understand. You just you just think it's all about being emotional. You're emotional about the things that matter to you. But I was I was. To me, it wasn't about emotion. To me, it was about. I don't feel comfortable doing that. See, if God can't get you to do the things that make you feel uncomfortable, you're never going to obey Him. Because obedience will oftentimes put you in a place that's uncomfortable. You need to run around the building. And I thought He was wanting me to run for His glory. I think I thought that. If memory serves me right. But I couldn't get my heart in it, so how could it be for His glory? And it wasn't I didn't love Him. I just didn't want people to think I was crazy. Can I help you? There's some people who think you're crazy when you're dead. (laughs) Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought, you're crazy? (laughs) Ain't Ain't no need for us to be hypocritical about this thing, is there? We just got to get honest with ourselves. About the third time I said no, right beside me, this old skinny boy, that's the thing I remember about him. He's like one of those kind of guys that if God said boo, he'd run. (laughs) He just takes off running around the building. And I remember thinking to myself, that guy just got what was from me. I was wrong. But that's what I thought. And I thought, (laughs) I should have done that. I know that was the Lord. I don't know how I knew it was the Lord. I've never heard the Lord speak to me that way. But I know it was the Lord. Because I would never want to do that by myself. And if the devil wanted me to, he'd just be tough luck. Because I don't give a flip what he says either. I'm a child of God now, but I can't, and I'm I'm reasoning with myself. And I thought, I said, well, uh, it's too late now. But it wasn't. It seemed to. I I missed, I did miss. I did miss an opportunity, and I I swung three times, and it looked like I struck out. I thought, I know it's delayed, and I don't really know how to do it. But I started running, and I'm gonna. I mean, I this pitiful, and I you know, I was in pretty good shape at this point in my life. And I could, have sh- I could have done like the old skinny boy. Hey, look, he lucky had about one stripe in his pajamas. I mean skinny. Yeah, you know, they kind of, don't you hate skinny people? Oh, if you're skinny, just endure me a minute. You know those people, they got one stripe on their pajamas, they're so skinny. You know those people that if they don't hold on to the sides of the shower, they'll slip right down through the drain. You know, if you're skinny, we're just jealous of you. (laughs) Have mercy on us, y'all. And so I I took off, and I was just sort of like this. And I thought, man, if you're going to do this, do it. And I started running, and I got about halfway around the back of the building. And by the time I got to the other side, I was wide open. And I don't know how to tell you this. But I, something went off on the inside of me about halfway down the other side of that building. I wasn't running for the glory of God. Really, I was running. I can I say it? I was running because he wanted to loose me from some things. i got to get you to be willing, to be obedient, to do some things I tell you to do that you might not have it all figured out right now, but I ain't never going to always explain everything to you up front. I'm going to lead you by steps. I'm going to lead you by nudges. This is life being led by the Holy Spirit, and people need to know this. If you have to know everything before you get started, you will live and die and never get started. Are you hearing me? Oh, Jesus, I'm out of time. Remember I said, I I ain't doing it no more. But I need to pray with you. What happened in me is I began to realize, Chris, this ain't so much all about you anymore, buddy. That old image has got to be different now. I mean, if you ever get to the place, people say, I'll do anything the Lord wants me to do. But you won't even run around a building if he tells you to. Well, it don't make any sense. It don't make any sense to witness to an atheist. But if he tells you to, he's got a purpose in it. It don't make any sense to forgive somebody that never asked for it. But there's a great harvest in it. You see, you you, 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 you got to be willing. And the King of Pentecost allowed that strange event to happen for me. And it was not long after that that I was gloriously baptized in the Holy Spirit. You mean to tell me? You did that without even being baptized in the Holy Spirit? Oh, yeah. I did it because I I thought to myself, I don't know why God's wanting me to do this. But there's been a number of times, a number of times, I don't even know how to count the number of times the Lord has spoken to me, do this. And I'm thinking, I have no idea why. But now, I just do it. It wasn't always that way. I just do it. Now I just do it. Because I don't know what's on the other side of that act of obedience. Are you understanding me? Whew. Stand up all over the room, everyone, if you'd be so gracious. You know, I really don't know what your need is today, but the Holy Spirit knows. And He's used this service, this message, to speak into your life. If you don't know Jesus is your Lord and Savior, really all you need to do is get real with Him and say, Lord, I'm a sinner, and I desperately need a Savior. And you're the only one who can. I invite you into my life. I ask you to save me. I need you as also to be my Lord. I give myself to you and my life to you. And Father, not only do I pray and celebrate these that are coming to you, but for those that need a special touch in their family, for those that need a divine touch in their body, for those that need a surge of encouragement, for those that need increased joy, and for those that are growing, that they will become all that they are called to become. I declare your blessing over the people, and I thank you that the anointing of the Holy Spirit is moving powerfully on their behalf. In Jesus' wonderful name. Until next time, I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I pray that you will continue to check out our regular podcast.